You're listening to the Clarity Cloud podcast, where we bring our intentions to fruition and wake our creativity out of hibernation. I'm your host, Angie Mason. Together, we are the seekers, we are the dreamers, dreaming ourselves awake. Gray skies, black heart, I need to find some Then hashtag current mood. Seriously, I'm in a good place. A little sick, but also so much is happening, which is part of the reason I'm so slow to put out these past couple of podcast episodes. I know I can't do it all, even if I want to. I think acceptance of this fact is the first step to getting back to a more whole place and be able to make progress once again. That's a big step. As I have said, when you want to take it all on, it can make acceptance of not being able to do it all a bit more difficult. Too much to do, too many directions, too many loose ends. How do I stop and realign myself and navigate toward what I need to? How do I figure out and choose what path is most right for me at a given time? How do I cope with the guilt I feel for not paying attention to one idea over another? It's like having to choose over friends. Who gets to sit at my table while the others sit on the shelf until time allows for further exploration? Spread too thin, not enough of myself to go around. I find when I'm in the moment of being spread too thin, I feel a sense of crippling, like all of a sudden I'm wearing 10 ton boots and I can't move and nothing gets done, and I feel exhausted, overwhelmed, worried, and guilty, but nothing is getting done. What can I do? It's partly my own fault for creating too many idea paths, having too many creative directions, and not moving forward with one particular one. It's like starting multiple recipes and not having enough room on the stove to cook them all, and then the food rots. Do you have a pile of old ideas that sit lost in your studio somewhere? I'm sure you do. I think most people have them. So what do you do when you're in the midst of creating potential rot piles? I think for myself, it's about learning to balance different aspects of life. For instance, I have been freelancing, as well as working on personal creative projects, as well as interviewing for full-time design jobs, as well as beginning a new and exciting design job, and also taking care of the house, doing home projects and general life errands, and trying to balance special requests from friends and family. While it can be quite a full plate, leaving not much room for anything else, especially yourself. I need the downtime of simply just sitting, doing nothing, in order to prepare myself for whatever next big project I'm going to jump into. I need to quiet my mind and almost feel bored like I'm in a creative hibernation to get myself excited for being activated again with whatever creative project I'll be working on. It helps my focus taking this dedicated moment of stillness where nothing is interrupting me or distracting me. This time I set for myself makes me feel refreshed and cleanses my palate. It's like washing my brain, making my ideas brighter and bolder when I'm activated again. After this restful moment. So how do I find time for this restful moment? Well, it definitely takes a bit of work and carving your life in a new focused path. For me, I made the choice to wake up an extra hour earlier, dedicating that time to just sitting. I have some mantra phrases I say to myself at moments to keep this going and stay the course early on. It's not easy to change sleep habits. And as silly as it sounds, when I wake up, I simply think wake and mate. And I keep repeating that just to get 
got my head coming out of that restful state, you're kind of foggy and coming out of a sleep, a deep sleep or even a not so deep sleep and you're just exhausted. But I just need to have my mind focused on this wake and make. I need to rise and make my morning latte, which is a homemade process using an espresso pot that I cook on the stove. It's this regimented process which kickstarts my day. From here, I then go to phase two of my morning ritual that I call sit and sip. It's a peaceful, thoughtful time that is not meant for anything other than drinking the espresso I just made and sorting or quieting my thoughts as I sit. This morning ritual slash meditation practice has helped me a great deal in feeling more peaceful and whole greeting the new day. It's nice to feel in the same rhythm of the planet rising with the sun. I start my day witnessing a slow graceful rise of the sun starting out in darkness when I wake up, I actually get to watch this graceful rise of the sun, getting to watch the varied colors shift in the sky as the sun takes center stage. It feels like I am in alignment, rising as well, trying to match that gracefulness as best as I can manage. This moment in time, though I can't take on everything or fix everything, I feel a wonderful abundance and I am happy to have all that I have right here in that moment power of saying no. We can't take on everything. We can't be all the things to everyone. So we need to recognize and respect the boundaries that we set for ourselves. Take on the things that fit and help make you better and in turn make others better too. A focused personal path will hopefully help aid in making one not feel spread too thin. Creating boundaries can maybe start with making compartmentalized time blocks. Chunks of time that you dedicate towards one idea or task, giving that task or idea your full attention. I have used the Insight Timer app that I've mentioned before in previous episodes. It can be used for meditation, but I also simply set it to a solid 60 minutes of dedicated drawing or whatever task I want to help push along. The focused intent put on whatever task in my mind feels like a form of meditation in a way. The thing is, life as it is now is pretty fast-paced and chaotic, challenging the most disciplined for sure. So don't be so hard on yourself feeling like you can't do it all. Be kind to yourself. Set up peaceful moments just for you to be quiet in thought or daydream. Allow yourself a self-imposed downtime. We all rush around doing too much for everyone else all the time. We need to slow down and let ourselves catch up and breathe and say no. So what about all the rot piles of ideas? The way I have seen them is I choose to write my ideas down, and even though for a while they sit on a shelf, I do return to them. I gave the idea thought recognition in taking the time to sketching it out, saving it for later, when I feel like the time is right for deeper exploration. Having a set time to think is a great space to be able to revisit your old ideas and see how new life can be sparked into them. Sometimes ideas need to sit and ripen and then when you find each other again it may be ready to blossom it is a constant struggle to not feel pulled into so many different directions but one worth fighting for dedicate and set up the personal space for yourself to help give room for your ideas to breathe and speak louder or even if they whisper you can hear them when they speak to you I suggest listening to episode three, Environment is Everything, as I believe setting up an optimized space can be helpful in making you feel more calm and less chaotic, helping bring forth those ideas. 
This modern life is certainly a difficult, upsetting one to navigate at times. Everyone is trying to steal your attention, taking you away from yourself. In regards to social media and online, be aware of those time thieves and consider muting them or turning off notifications if you find it pulls your attention into a not-so-good place. Whatever feeling you sense from these things may be anxiety, jealousy, depression, or anger, comparison traps, whatever it is, too much of these things are toxic. If they are mental spam, remove them from your life by adjusting your settings on whatever apps you use. We all have only so much time. Let's not waste it on others' nonsense, others' circuses. They're not ours. We have our own tigers and clowns to orchestrate daily. Carve out time, restructure, adjust, and shift your reality. With a few minor tweaks and awareness of what's needed and not, you can start to feel less pull from all these sources. Sure, there are days when you feel like you can't avoid it all, but I think it is in large part up to us to set up these boundaries of what we will accept into our lives. If you're not taking control of that in life, others will certainly harvest your attention and time. Nurturing yourself and your ideas. I'd like to end this show with an old fairy tale called The Three Golden Hairs, which is featured in the incredible book, Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pincola Estes, PhD. A book I highly recommend, a personal favorite of mine. So this particular story really captures the symbolism of an idea that is on the verge of dying, that's been spread too thin. But what happens to it when, it when it's nurtured and loved and given time to grow and have a rebirth, a renewal of life, a renewed idea? And the story goes like this. The three gold hairs. Once, when it was deepest, darkest night, the sort of night when the land is black, and the trees seem like gnarled hands against the dark blue sky. It was on exactly this kind of night that a lone old man staggered through the forest. Though Bao scratched his face, half blinding his eyes, he held out a tiny lantern before him. Therein the candle burned lower and lower. The old man was a sight to behold, with his long yellow hair, cracked yellow teeth, and curved amber fingernails. His back was rounded like a bag of flour, and so ancient was he that his skin hung in fur blows from chin, arms, and hips. The old one progressed through the forest by grasping a sapling and pulling his body forward grasping another sapling and pulling himself forward and with this rowing motion by the small breath left in him he made his way through the forest every bone in his feet pained like fire the owls in the trees shrieked right along with his joints as he propelled himself forward in the dark Way off in the distance, there was a tiny flickering light, a cottage, a fire, a home, 
a place of rest, and he labored toward that little light. Just as he reached the door, he was so tired, so exhausted. The tiny light in his lantern died, and the old man fell through the door and collapsed. Inside was an old woman sitting before a beautiful roaring fire, and now she hurried to his side, gathered him into her arms, and carried him in to the fire. She held him in her arms as a mother holds her child. She sat and rocked him in a rocking chair. There they were, the poor, frail old man, just a sack of bones, and the strong old woman rocking him back and forth, saying, There, 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 there. And she rocked him all through the night, and by the time it was not yet morning, but almost, he had grown much younger. He was now a beautiful young man with golden hair and long, strong limbs, and she still rocked him. There, 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 there. And as morning approached, even more closely, the young man had turned into a very small and beautiful child with golden hair, plaited like wheat. Just at the moment of dawn, the old woman plucked three hairs very quickly from the child's beautiful head and threw them to the tiles. They sounded like this. And the little child in her arms crawled down from her lap and ran to the door, looking back at the old woman for a moment. He gave her a dazzling smile, then turned and flew up into the sky to become the brilliant morning sun. That was an excerpt from Women Who Run With Wolves, The Three Golden Hairs from Clarissa Pinkula Estes. Do look it up. It's an amazing book. I love the idea of this story, the old man as the old tired idea, and how by nurturing the old man, how he becomes young again, fresh again. It's a new idea again. There's been life that's been brought back. I think if we take time for ourselves, we could take our ideas, our old ideas that we had written down, spend time with them, rock them, nurture them, and become the sun. Till next time, I'm Angie. Now go be peaceful, shut down, and sit still and dream yourselves awake. You have been listening to the Clarity Cloud podcast. Please comment and review and follow along by subscribing to this podcast. Your engagement helps us reach a wider audience, allowing us to grow. So thank you. You can also find us at claritycloud.blogspot.com. 
This is where we will be posting show notes as well as links to our podcasts and other fun treats. You can also reach me on Twitter. Tweet me at Angie Mason Art. I'm your host, Angie Mason. Thanks for your attention and hearts. Keep doing, keep being, and dream yourself awake. See you next time. Gray skies, black heart. It's all blue skies and clear hearts from here on in.